Hello, this is Marguerita Monet from Edge of Paradise, and you are listening to the Metal Pit Podcast. Welcome to the Metal Pit Podcast. This episode is our second interview podcast episode. Today, I will be talking to Marguerita Monet of Edge of Paradise, the Los Angeles, California-based hard rock metal band. If you're new to our podcast, look at our previous episodes. I previously did an interview with Diva Satanica of the bands How We End and Blood Hunter. And our other episodes all discuss a classic metal album. So make sure you check them all out. We will be adding more interviews to our podcast as we go forward. You can find The Metal Pit online at www.themetalpit.org. And we are on Instagram and Facebook at The Metal Pit. And our YouTube channel is at The Metal Pit 666. Our YouTube channel features interviews with John Tardy of Obituary, Lena Scissorhands of Infected Rain, and others. So please follow us there. Our next podcast episode, which will be released next Wednesday, will feature a discussion on the revisiting of the 1989 album from Sepultura, Beneath the Remains. So now let's get on with my chat with Margarita Monet of Edge of Paradise. Hi, Margarita. How are you doing tonight? Hello, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Now, this is like your uh, third or maybe fourth interview with the Metal Pit. So we know each other well better than other people. <laughs> Glad to be back. Always a pleasure. So I'm going to start, I was going to ask you, you were on the 70,000 tons of metal cruise, and I was wondering how that experience was for you and the band. We absolutely loved it. If you guys get a chance or if you get a chance to, um, you know, do a cruise, especially 70,000 tons of metal, I think you should definitely do it because it's um, it's such a fun experience. And everybody you know you're on a boat and you're just there to enjoy music and the community is great and uh the ship is beautiful food is great um we met so many awesome people and uh became friends with a lot of great uh you know bands and just made a lot of new friends so we had a we had a wonderful time yeah did so did you have a chance to watch other bands performances Oh yeah, yeah, we saw quite a few. We saw do you, have a, do you have a favorite from the ones you've seen? Um well, I I can't say favorite cuz uh, there's so many great ones and the people are I mean bands are still different. So it's yes. like a experience for each band. But uh, um we've never heard of a band called Fuhrmacht the German <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> So amazing, and it's such an entertaining show. They're like Vikings, and uh-huh. the music is so powerful. Yeah, you guys should check them out. It's really. Uh, and where? How many times did you play while on the cruise? So every band plays twice. Oh, okay. And is it the same crowd? Like, do some bands have a bigger crowd area, like a bigger stage, or is it all the same? Well, so there's different stages on the ship. So every band plays different stages. The main stage is on the roof deck. And, um, you know, the headliners play there, like Nightwish, um, Dragon Force, 
then there's a theater and then there's two like club stages so one night we played a club stage and then we played a theater so bands kind of switch off they go between theater club roof deck yes so did, do you have a lot of interactions with just fans then between playing shows oh yeah it was so fun because well some of our fans you know friends that became over the years um we haven't seen for so long because a lot of them are on the east coast and we haven't been back to the east coast for quite a while so uh it was a place to meet each other again and um, after all these years so, <laughs> and for people from europe people from australia um so everybody was just there in one place and it was great to see everyone and made, made a lot of you know met a lot of new people as well so. that's great now you're working you're working on another album, your fourth album, that is. What can you tell us about that right now? Well, it's all ready to go. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, we've been anxious to get it out there. Uh, so we're just finalizing a few things on the record label end, and uh, hopefully we'll have a release date for you guys soon. But it's we are so proud of this album. This album has... Uh, a new sort of energy to it it's a raw energy but it still has that cinematic sound that we had through universe and through the unknown i feel like it's just another on another level <laughs> so uh, I, I can't wait for people to hear it and um, there's a lot of themes throughout the album so we're gonna have a graphic novel um, to go along with it oh. and I already have two music videos so there's a whole storyline that follows the songs so um, yeah we just can't wait to start putting it out into the world <laughs> now do you have a release date for maybe the first single yet or video you know we're hoping this spring uh, uh, hopefully before summer uh, we should know this well we should know in May I think we'll have everything finalized and we'll okay. start music out there. Yeah. Well, I got a, I got a preview and I thought it was pretty good what I seen. So. Cool. Cool. Did you like <laughs> uh, Since this is what well, you're done now, your fourth album, but has anything changed over the years in your creative process and writing for albums? Uh, you know, I think um, everything just solidified for us because uh, we kind of have a routine that when we start recording an album, we always go to uh, Howard Benson's and Mike Plotnikoff's studio and we always have Jacob Hansen mix the record. Um, this time it was kind of similar. I always like to start the songs on the keyboard. Um, they kind of turn out to be very cinematic. So I make like a instrumental demo then i go to record it with mike plotnikov we we do vocals right away so then we have a very solid idea and the vocals are pretty much final <laughs> so that's kind of a, it's a bit challenging for the other members because they have to create a part that fits what what's there already yes and at the same time evolve it to become, you know, make it a rock metal song. Um, mm -hmm. 
Steve and I, we've kind of done the same thing in the past. Sometimes he started, you know, he would have an idea on the guitar and I kind of built upon that. Uh, so he, he, we are very used to working together, but still with every record, there are new challenges, but, and then um, new things would discover, but it's the first record that all the band members in the current lineup are playing on this record, which I feel like brought the new energy that we didn't have before. I think it's the first time that we have such a solid lineup and um, we're just kind of here as a unit um, going to, into battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we captured that on the album. Um, you... I mentioned you mentioned you sent me a video from this new album and there's a few uh, costume changes. And I know you, you probably do that on maybe not when you're an opening band, but you probably do costume changes. Now, are these costumes your own creations or are you just finding what fits you, your style? <laughs> uh, it's a bit of a mix. Um, I, do, I customize a lot of it, like for the music videos, I do a lot of props, but uh, we've worked with really um, there's so many people that create really unique things out there <laughs> and um, because of the internet, it's easy to connect these days. So for that yes. music, uh, um, yeah, there's quite a few different people that we worked with on the outfits, on uh, um, the production, but uh, I kind of had a strong vision of what I wanted it to look like and then um, you know, it was great to collaborate. So they all helped me bring the vision to life. Uh, but yeah, I, when we play live, I don't really have much costume changes. Other than there are some changes with, you know, something that's easy <laughs> to yes. like. Yeah, but but it's we with this tour coming up, Lacuna Coil tour. Uh, we do have some surprises we're bringing out. For this live show so that should be exciting and as the band grows we you know we're gonna keep building upon the live show the more space we have the more <laughs> the more <laughs> we'll um you know bring and eventually we have to have enough room for a grand piano for a spaceship something. yes now do you play the guitar like do you do you play the guitar as well like when you're writing songs or is it just the piano that you're using keyboards yeah, I mainly I play keyboards. I mean, I um, these days like I ha I have a quite few different keyboards I use. I use an Arturia, which is more of a synthesizer, mm -hmm. and then is a Roland. And Roland has just endless libraries of sound. So there's really <laughs> endless possibilities you can create. But the guitar work, I leave it up to Dave and David. Yes. They can handle that. <laughs> yes. Uh, you did, I think this was last year, you did a cover of Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. And it was it was fun listening to you sing that song. But I was happy that you kind of, you made it your own and you weren't trying to sound like Axl Rose, or at least I don't think you were trying anyway. <laughs> and why, why did the band, did you, how did you, did you have fun doing that cover? And why did the band choose that song to do? Yeah. Uh um, yeah, it's a, definitely a risky song to choose. It's like a classic. I always loved that song, but it has a significance to us because that's how Dave and I met pretty much. Um, when working with a producer 
and we wanted to find a guitar player we just by chance we weren't even looking at the time still we needed something at a music store and we walked in and dave was playing welcome to the jungle um guitar clinic <laughs> we were like we gotta get that guy so that's kind of <laughs> story and you know we always I always wanted to remake that song I know just we had the time and um I, I feel like it, it was just so much fun um I don't think when we started doing the remake we didn't really have an idea of how it's going to end up sounding we just approached it as though we're doing our own song yes it's already there <laughs> well i think you did a great job on it thank you now as you said you're opening you're going on tour next week may 4th i think is the first show with yes. you're one of the openers okay. for lacuna coil uh how excited are you to be on the same bill as lacuna coil since they've been around for a long time oh yeah um very excited we're excited to be on tour with them just to be on tour in general and then um blind channel and birthday massacre other bands that are joining so we're the only american band because oh. i think <laughs> birthday massacre i think they're from canada and blind channel is from finland so okay. <laughs> well they're italian so it's gonna be a fun bunch <laughs> now have you been are you lacuna coil fans before like have you listened to them yeah i mean they've been around for long yeah. and um it's been really cool to see them evolve over the years as well so um yeah it's it's really crazy that i'm gonna be touring with them yeah I'm a big fan. and so when you're opening up for a bigger band of course you're trying to gain new fans do you do you or as a band do you ever feel any more nerves when you're doing it like this instead of just playing your own set like in a smaller place where you're trying to you know you want to make a statement and have people notice you and that they're not just there to see lacuna coil that they actually hear you and then want to go buy your music um you know i think because uh, we've been around for a bit now and we've uh, played so many shows that we uh, like we feel confident as a band we just kind of show up and do what we do but what I am nervous about like I was thinking about this the other day um there's so many things that can go wrong just <laughs> everything um it really takes uh, a lot of effort to just make everything go right um and just from, you know, getting all the gear there, all the travel, you know, five people in the band, we're bringing our own sound person, um, you know, front of house engineer. It's just a lot of things to put together. And we all have to, you know, as a unit, make it all happen. So I think it's maybe part of it is a bit of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong but I think you know I always try to uh, keep a positive outlook and just focus on the music because you know it's so exciting for us to be able to bring the music live especially after the whole COVID situation which yes. is 
that we're able to do that. And this time we're playing a lot of the new songs on on the tour. So we're just super excited to share it. And there's so many people that we're excited to see that we haven't seen in so long and you know, meet new people. So yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. A lot of you, fun. <laughs> now will you play any of the songs from your next album or are you gonna wait till that's released before you do anything like that? Oh, we're playing. Oh. Or you're having surprises too. That might be one of the surprises. So <laughs> we're playing most of our set is from the new album. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like half and half. Yeah. Good, yeah. good. Okay. What are you've opened for a lot? You said you've toured a lot, of course, and opened for a lot of bands and played with a lot of bands. What are some of the most memorable bands you've played for in your eyes? So hard to say because <laughs> every every tour has its own memories. I mean, um, when we went to Japan, I think the reason it was so memorable was just because it was so different from what we've ever experienced before. But it was uh, people were so nice and the bands are so awesome, and the food is so great. <laughs> it's, it's just a completely different world. So the whole experience was really memorable. Um, but you know. Our last European tour with Sonata Arctica was really fun. They're such great people. Um, that UK tour we did, we met a lot of really awesome people, you know, guys in Temperance and guys in, in Carved. We became such great friends. So um, they're our Italian brothers and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with each tour, you, you know, make new memories, make new friends and just, you know, growing the family, as they say. Yes. Are you doing some meet and greets on this tour? Yeah, we have a, you know, it's the first time, first tour that we have like an official meet and greet um, VIP mm -hmm. <laughs> event that we're putting together. And um, there are giveaways. So we're giving away some posters, photos, we're signing things, we're, we're taking Polaroid photos, which is something fun. We're doing a bit of time traveling with that. Um, <laughs> and there's a surprise mystery item, which people will find out at the meet and greet what it is. So everybody gets a mystery item. So yeah, it's going to be exciting. That's good. Now your band has started a Patreon page. What made you decide to do that? Um, you know, we have never done anything like that before, and I don't think we'll have it for a bit. It's just we're in a transition period <laughs> between labels, and we've, you know, maybe one day we'll tell the story. But it's been, um, yeah, it's been interesting times, but I think we're, we're on the other side of it now, and we have some really great, uh, we have great management, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to announce very soon where the album's being released. But yeah, we just need it's um I guess we it's been great to have support from you know people to help us through this transition. Yeah, I know during COVID a lot of bands kind of started those pages up because they couldn't tour and they still wanted to connect with their fans. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the benefits fans can get from your Patreon page? Yeah, so there's, um, well, of course, they get to hear the unreleased music. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, get the first look at the videos. Um, they get 
uh, merch items. It just it depends on the tiers. Yes, yes. You know, merch items. There's the music, of course, and updates, and you know, just I think um, art pieces for the high tiers. So yeah, it's a few different perks that are I think exciting for people. So we hope they enjoy. Sure, they will. Now you mentioned art. Uh, when did you start doing art? This kind of art that you're selling there on the site. Um, art. Ah, oh, it's been years now. I think from Universe, um, in two thousand eighteen, I believe. I don't know. I don't remember what year. I just remember one time I posted something online and people wanted to buy it, and I was really surprised by it. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kept making it because people seem to like it and my mom um is a great artist and since I was young I was always painting you know by myself or with my mom so I've, I've missed it so one time I just picked it up and people had interest in it and eventually I started to incorporate it into the band like for the universe album I made a lot of paintings for the unknown I released the lyric and art book and for this one um, we're going to do a graphic novel. I'm going to do a lot of the art, but, but we're going to have other people contribute, um, you know, work with us on the artwork as well. Because I love to have, you know, the outside um, outside perspective of other artists. Yes. Great. But yeah, I, I love to paint and actually I'm working on some pieces now. I don't, I don't know where I put them, but... I can show you if I remember, but I'm working on some stuff to take on tour. So that's good. Now, uh, I, you've probably been asked many times about your influences, so I'm not going to ask you that again. But now you have four albums recorded and you've been touring for a long time. Do you still find new influences when you see other bands, like maybe on the cruise? You, well, you like, I don't think you're going to turn into Vikings, but you've seen other. Uh, bands do you still get influenced by others or are you more concentrating on your own stuff and yeah you know um like i think when uh, i think of influence like when we write the music i don't think we because <laughs> it, it takes so much um time and effort to make an album so you're kind of immersed in it and then you i come home and i just want silence <laughs> so <laughs> I don't hear much, but uh, I've, I, I get inspired by seeing other artists. But I think at this point, uh, I think from the Universe album, probably, I would say that defined our sound and we kind of stuck to that and stuck to evolving what that sound is. And yes. I think I just have such a, I mean, of course, uh, with each song, with each album, there's always that evolution. But I think it's just building upon what um, we created. So, um, yeah, I, I think, yeah. <laughs> now you're influencing other people. <laughs> I hope so. But I, I do get inspired by, you know, yes. watching people, so. And when I will, this question you've probably been asked lots of times before, but I'm going to ask this one anyway. <laughs> you have a beautiful singing voice with various, you, know, you could do various styles. So why did you choose hard rock, heavy metal as what you wanted to sing? Uh, that's Dave's fault. 
(laughs) (laughs) I had no say in it. Um, I don't know. I kind of fell into this. I never thought I'd be in rock or metal. I'm... I mean, in college, I discovered rock and metal, and I love the sound, but I never thought I could do it, or I never thought I would be doing it, or singing, just in general, Mm -hmm. but when I started this band, he came from a metal background, and I just had to sing uh, to fit his guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's lucky for your fans, then. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. Thank you. I want to ask you if you, uh, I want to take you back in history to when you're a little girl. (laughs) Do you remember the first toy you had as a little girl? Toy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a lot of, you know, I I never had actually a lot of toys, but I had quite a few dolls. I grew up in Moscow. Dolls were a thing, but they weren't Barbies. I've never seen a Barbie, and when I've seen a Barbie, I was kind of scared of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was more like um, I don't know how to describe it, but you know, like those like Polish doll dolls, like they are. Um, what are they made out of? They they made out of that um, ceramic doll. Yes, yes. So really beautiful outfits and hair. So um, yeah, I had. I remember all of them actually, <laughs> but uh, and then I think my oh my dad on one of my birthdays he gave me a gizmo. I uh, remember those. Yes, I do. I don't. I didn't have one, but I remember them. Yes. <laughs> now, yeah. did you play the piano or keyboards when you were like in pu- public school, high school, or anything, or did that not start till adulthood? Really. Oh, no, I started since I was like three. (laughs) So uh, we had, so I grew up in Moscow and I lived there till I was 11. And then my dad moved us to Texas. Um, But there I went to, so when you take music lessons there, you go to a music school. So besides like going to a regular school, you go to a music school where you take, you know, piano lessons and then you take choir, you take theory. So it's like a school where you have exams. So you have concerts. So it's like a, I remember being so nervous every time I had an exam or a recital. So it was like a thing, you know, every day, like there's something. And then I also went to a ballet school, which is also a school. You go to there, you take (laughs) ballet temporary like there's all these different classes so my 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 mom and my grandmother they were just taking me everywhere. <laughs> now so. did you did you sing back then or were you just playing dancing? I, I did if my thing was mostly piano and ballet uh some theater I did sing I mean for in music school you had to take choir so mm-hmm. I did that. Then when I got to high school, I did musical theater and I actually got kicked out of musical theater. They told me I was better at crying. (laughs) (laughs) At crying? Um, Better at crying than singing? Yeah. Well, I was like dramatic actress. I was good at like... (laughs) So that was that. Yeah. But you know, like I never really pushed myself in high school 
I never thought I could sing. And I didn't really have a teacher that got that out of me. Because I feel like I, I was more of a shy kid. So the teachers, I don't think they recognized that I had a voice that could develop into something. I don't know. <laughs> So when I started the band with Dave, I had to really push myself to push the limits to just keep evolving as a singer. And, uh, you know, if you compare it to what I sound like now and like our first album, Mask, I never want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> so really, you didn't really start singing till adulthood, really, then, right? Oh, yeah. Like, like for thinking about doing it for professionally. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, so when are you when are you coming to Canada? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I I want to say September, if not sooner. But we'll we'll make it happen soon. We're going to be touring a lot. They have um, our management and um, the record label that we're going to go with. They have a lot of touring plans for us. So you're going to see us very soon. I did, you are going to uh, Europe, United Kingdom and Europe, right? In September, I think it said. I'm not sure, but you already have that plan. Is that right? The, that was last year. Or is year. that last year's? Oh, sorry. It was, it was on your website. I was thinking it was coming up, but it already happened. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think we have some past tour dates on there. But for this September, we're going to be playing a festival on the East Coast and we're going to probably do an east coast tour around that then we're going to go to mexico in december and hopefully do more south american dates mm -hmm. um, but in between that yeah we're planning canada is definitely on radar and definitely europe as well again so yes everything comes together and we can release the dates very soon <laughs> i know it's uh touring is after covid like COVID stopped it. And now after COVID, I know I hear a lot of bands talking about how expensive it is now, more expensive now because of everything that's going on in the world. So I know it is hard to go everywhere, even if it is your neighbors to the north, it's still hard and expensive to do it. So yeah, I noticed we were looking at hotels and they're expensive <laughs> more than but yeah, I mean the whole world's changing. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainties out there. That's why we make this music so we can all escape for a little bit and experience the music and go to another world and then get back to reality later. <laughs> now, did you know when you played on the cruise, did you notice fan like thinking about pre-COVID and then COVID stopped everything and then you were back again, hopefully back to normal but did you notice fans reactions being any different like that they're more happy now because they had to sit around for two years and not go to any shows uh, yeah i mean i did notice i mean everybody mentioned how happy they are to you know being back out there uh but i think uh, people are just, I think in rock in general, every time there's a show, everybody's just there to have a good time. And it's a really great atmosphere because I, I don't know, like people, fans of rock and metal, I just think they're awesome people and they're interesting to talk to. And there's a lot of depth and um, it's just a lot of fun. But, but yeah, I mean, definitely, I think people appreciate 
um, I remember during COVID, some people were saying, oh, live music is never coming back. It's going to be all virtual concerts. And I'm thinking like, there's no way because there is no describing what a live show experiences versus like watching it on YouTube. Because you can't, you can't convey the same energy through the screen, whether you yeah. have like, you know, headset on, which is, you know, right up our alley, because it's what, you know, the, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> are kind of heading that direction. But I'm still a firm believer that live music is something you can never replace. And I feel like a lot of people feel the same way. And uh, it's great to be back, even though some things are more expensive, some things are hard <laughs> to happen. And it's just part of, you know, enjoying life. Yes. And that's really how the bands make money now, really, isn't it? Is touring and having people buy merchandise. And because obviously with Spotify and all that stuff, not as many people buy the physical copies anymore. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Yeah. Is there anything you wanted to talk about that I haven't asked about? Um, I think we covered a lot, but it's yes. fun. I mean, I'm, I'm, I love talking and just talking about the music and, um, yeah, so it's always fun, but I think we covered a lot of ground. Okay. Well, thank you for talking to me. I hope you have a great tour with Lacuna Coil and I do hope to see you in Canada, hopefully later this year. Oh yes, definitely. And we'll really look forward to meeting you. And, uh, you know, at the show, finally, after all these years. So, and thank you for all your support and thank you to all your listeners. And we are very excited to unveil the new music very soon. So thank you. Thank you for okay. all your Thank you, Margarita. Good luck to you and your band. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.